Right. Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with the most dashing, the prettiest podcaster of all time. Me, Darius D. Hopefully you guys have your notes ready, whether it be on your phone or whether it be the old school wave pen and paper, because we have a lot to talk about. And today we're talking about business. But without further ado, we're going to there's not really an intro at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really an intro. <laughs> but for those who don't know, Shane, introduce yourself. What's going on, What's guys? Um, we're back again. Just finished up our last podcast about uh, the NBA, exactly. you know, preseason stuff for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's kind of time to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we really want to delve into something a little bit more serious and helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Dini said, we're going to be running some stuff about business um first of all i gotta shout out my business of course everybody go follow my instagram page for video production uh on instagram 24p.production for all your video production needs you already know we're gonna do a good job and then go follow my personal instagram at shane h52 all right so starting off with the business world as we know it there's so many avenues um, I'm gonna shout out one of our boys that we grew up with. Who up with? His name is Tyson. Uh, I'm not gonna put his full name out there, but facts, you facts. can find him on social media. He's really uh, a bright mind, especially when it comes to investing. And he taught us a lot within the last two years, and he's doing really well right now. So definitely, he we're both of us are following with him. So if you guys are on our IG account, you guys can definitely type his first name in Tyson, and then it'll pop up. It'll pop up. <laughs> Yo, you should DM him because he has a lot of insight in. One of these days, if he's free, then he'll, we'll all come on to the show together and spit knowledge. No, absolutely. And that's good, especially because, you know, our age. Yeah. Uh, and me and Didi were just talking about this before the show started, too. Yeah. We feel like at our age right now, um, it's extremely important to kind of get into the business mindset, if that's what you want to do, Yeah. Uh, early. Right? Exactly. You know, your aim really, as much as it doesn't sound too good, is to get there before 24, 25. You want to kind yeah. of be in the industry a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Get your feet wet. Yeah. yeah. Especially. Because, and one thing, too, is that you want to always make sure that you, you know, make your mistakes early. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's okay to make mistakes. And uh, at the end of the day, we're always going to have to make sure that, uh, you know, we keep that up. Okay. Right. So, um, one of our boys just arrived. The homie Josh is going to pull up right now. You're gonna have a whole podcast about business, and this man's gonna show up late. <laughs> Fashionably late. Man. Fashionably late. All right. So, yo, the homie Josh just pulled up. You guys are know him already, but Josh, introduce yourself for those who don't know. Yeah, Josh J. Fendi on Instagram. There you go. So, you guys already know. Five eyes, bro. Five eyes. <laughs> All right. So, right now we're talking about business. And in this industry, in the business world, I find that it's... It takes a lot of resilience to stay in the business world. And I think that a lot of people should have somewhat of a business in mind. I'm not saying that you should be a full-bred entrepreneur because some people don't have the tenacity to, to execute. But I think you should have somewhat of a business acumen 
just in everyday world. No, it's true, especially because, you know, entrepreneurs that are successful, um, a lot of them don't just reach success, you know, overnight, right? I mean, some of them do, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them don't just reach success, you know, in like a couple of weeks or whatever it is, especially if you want to start a business personally, you're going to get a lot of loss to start the business in the first place, exactly. right? Because there's going to be investments that you're going to need to make, whether it's with equipment, whether it's with branding, marketing, stuff like that, yeah. you are going to lose money off top, right? But you have to be prepared for that. And it's going to maybe take you a year to two years to really start to, you know, pull in money from what you're doing. Yeah. Josh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you got to take a lot of L's to start out. <laughs> You gotta take a lot of L's. People who know you're gonna want those cheap discounts. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people are gonna want to support you from the jump. They wanna wait until you get legit in order to support your business. No, that's true too. That's very true. You know, we see it all the time on Twitter where you know people have businesses and their friends are asking for a favor from them, Mm -hmm. and then that friend doesn't want to pay or something like that oh, you know what i mean you like don't get me wrong yeah i'll, I'll always have a friends and family discount yeah. like if anybody that i know personally or is family with me you know i'll nice them a little bit but that doesn't mean that i'm just gonna do free services for you yeah. or give you free product yeah. you know what i mean i think starting off for me personally i always even with the show i wouldn't charge people who wanted to come on the show and stuff like that i always started off working or providing my value to them first. And I appreciate you doing that. But I think if you're a real friend, you would pay or be willing it's to pay true. full price. For no, it's true. It's absolutely true, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, money has to be made. Like, <laughs> like no, I like I understand. Like, you have relationships and you have friendships and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I'm not going to realistically jeopardize my future just so that you can get something at, like, a really low price right, or for yeah, free, yeah. right? Like, this is my money, my effort, my time being put into that. Exactly. And most of us that are up-and-coming guys, like, we might not have the resources in finance, but we have a lot of time. So if you have the time, I don't know, if Shane, like, did you spend a lot of time researching how to film and all these sort of things? Um, okay. So what usually, what really happened with me and my partner was that uh, when we actually put the whole video production company together, um we started off just kind of doing promotional stuff which we did for free yeah right because you know you especially in the industry here in toronto it's a very media-based you know city we have to make sure we get our names out there at first but then you can't just constantly do stuff for free so we reached a point where we were just like okay we got to start charging now yeah so we started charging people per project we still weren't getting too many projects in Mm -hmm. uh but once we started to gain some traction Uh, You know, you really start to develop relationships with people that you're working with. You start to set baseline prices for everything that you do. So, for example, uh, these aren't our actual prices, but just for example, uh, if you want to do a photo shoot, let's say it's $100. If you want to do like a video, you know, it's $200, a music video, $500, whatever it is, right? You always set those baseline prices. And from there, we kind of looked at the rest of the media industry in the city and said, what can we do differently that would appeal to all of our clients, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to make a difference so that somebody could look at our company and be like, okay, I'll use these guys as opposed to another company that's more established. Exactly. 
right? Because there's always going to be companies that are more established Stavish, than you. But it's just going to cost a pretty penny. It's going to cost a pretty penny. So what can we give our client with yeah. the most that has the most value as a package? Okay, okay, okay. So I think, and I'm sure that Josh and Shane can attest to this, is that a lot of what makes it more accessible for us to even get to these um, areas in our lifetime is due to the fact of the internet. Now, Josh, what do you feel about how the internet has changed our abilities to get into the business world? Well, the media now, social media is free marketing for your own self, right? If you're able to learn the skills and assets that you need to market yourself on social media, you have a long ways. If you look at those food truck places, most of their advertisements is through Instagram and social media. It's true. So people see the food, share it with their friend. Mm-hmm. That's another customer. Some, especially if someone's trying it and they send you a photo, it's free advertisement. Just yeah. like if Nike would do it. Yeah. If you buy a track suit and another guy would send you a video, that's sick. You know what I'm saying? I want that track. You're marketing for that company. It's true. It's true. So things you see online is, is marketing. And, and especially if you find something and, you know, it doesn't have that, you know, grossing period where people are like, finding these products and you found it and you know people around you tend to like towards your style they'll see you and be like yo where the hell did you get that and <laughs> you plug them on and then they say yeah i'm gonna shop there too then what yeah. does that do that you're 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 uh you're now a, a customer of that place and now you probably just made someone else a customer of that place and they'll share with whoever they would like to share with that's a really good point because basically what you're telling these people, because I just found something on, and I think it's Amazon now. They do an Amazon program with influencers. So, for example, like Josh said, say if Shane bought like a tracksuit online and he's an influencer, he posts that um, image of him wearing the tracksuit and then says, if you want to get this tracksuit, go to Amazon. This is where I got it from. And due to how many people buy that product, Shane gets compensated with a, a monthly fee. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like how Fashion Over blew up so exactly. fast. Right? Flat Tummy T has been doing that. <laughs> yeah, for it's years. so annoying. It's, it's very annoying. Hard, bro. I just get it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eventually, it becomes that annoying where you're like, the consumer is like, ah, okay, I'll get it. You know, you get you get bullied into buying these products. You know what I mean? Like I never I used to say, yo, where are these these weirdos getting this toothbrush headphone wireless thing by Apple AirPods? Yeah, yeah. Yo, listen, listen, honestly, I was just about to say that. AirPods was like the pinnacle of like social media marketing. Yeah. Right. They barely needed to market that product at all. Oh, it yeah, just they, became like I don't remember them. And they didn't the market. Press. They just literally, it was just a thing. Like yeah. it was just it blew up so much on social media that people were. It was just a like, meme at one point. Like, it literally used to roast people. People used to roast people. Oh, you don't have AirPods? Couldn't be me. Like yeah. it was like a whole thing. And just off based off of that, yo, it made me buy a pair. Like I bought a <laughs> pair. I bought a pair just off of that. Yeah. You wanna Fitted with everyone else, right? So you're gonna buy a product that most people are using. Chances are most people are using it and saying good things about it. You're gonna wanna try it out yourself. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, man. It's just interesting to see, like you just said, social media made people buy AirPods. Um, one thing that I did notice, especially in segueing into the streetwear industry, we noticed that a lot of rappers 
a lot of different tastemakers and creators because I talked about it on one of my episodes and I think I did a paper about it a, a while ago for school. Um, how they're collaborating with these big powerhouse brands like Puma, Nike, Adidas, all these guys. We have Kanye basically worth $6 billion now. Close yeah, to that. Off of Adidas. Off of Adidas. And he was $3 billion in debt. So what do you guys think about these not athletes, non-athletes coming to these athletic brands and creating something for the public? Well, music is uh, a platform where people go and listen to relate to whoever is the, the, the artist behind the music, right? So if you can relate to one of these artists, you're going to definitely want to tap into their personality. And what's best to tap into someone's personality? The way they dress. Your style is uh, a hint to who you are. Mm -hmm. So if these companies can get these artists to model their clothes, people are going to think, oh, yo, this guy, he rocks Puma, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be more like him, you know what I'm saying? Like, we kind of, maybe we might share the same style. Yeah. You know I'm saying? People look at Kanye and they'll be like, yo, you know, this guy is different from everyone else. And his clothing and his shoes kind of say that. You don't see any other shoe on the the spectrum of shoes yeah. that look like Yeezys. No, it's Yeezys. Absolutely not. Whether you like them or you don't Whether like them. you like them or not. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. shoe looks like the Yeezys. They're one of a kind, sort of. Yeah. And maybe, maybe Skechers might copy them or whatever. But it's not, <laughs> it's the, not, same. The, same. It's not the same. It's not the same. You want the one he yeah. has, yeah. right? So that's, that's true. essentially what it becomes. No, Even it's the LeBron smart. shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No one wants it. Those are basketball <laughs> shoes. They don't, you're not supposed to rock those <laughs> casually. Yeah. You got people rocking the nines casually. casually you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because it's, it's weird, bro. Iconic figure. Because when we were yeah, when we were kids, we used to have like kill ourselves up for it to get the LeBron fours and fives. Yeah. And now remember LeBron soldiers, the soldiers, yeah. and now people wear that. Like Josh said, the most unfashionable shoes all time. Because it's LeBron, you want to rock it. No, it's true. It's true. Same with the Kobe's as well. It is. Yeah, and it's and it's it's like going back to what he said. It's like it's very true that like you, if somebody listens to somebody, whether no matter what artist it is, like you look at that person and you're like, okay, I like, I want this person's style. Yeah. Right. That's mostly what happens. Gucci Mane, the name Gucci is in his name. And he just this year, like what, 2019 just signed a deal with Gucci. Yeah. Right. He has a collaboration. Has a collaboration with them. And artists are doing it more and more now. What I think is starting to happen is that, Artists are taking over that space yeah. where like brands like Nike, Adidas, Puma are usually using for uh, like whether it be basketball athletes, yeah, really traditional athletes. traditional athletes, because you have Travis Scott's Cactus Jack shoes selling at like a thousand three hundred dollars yeah, a piece. You got to think about it, right? Like these things, these lines are separate from the the big launch of the normal products that you'll just go into the store and see most of these things are sold online you can't just you go buy just go and yeah the you store can't just go buy them and there's, store. A, there's a way to do it but it's hard it's yeah, hard it's, yeah. it's not a line for easy. days you know what i'm saying like my iphone versus yours you know what i'm saying mine is product red you know it's very limited <laughs> yeah, edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah i want to be able to say you know i have limited, uh, limited edition, edition. Yeah. No, I'm different from you. You know what I'm saying? You want to be <laughs> standing out from other people. Look yeah, at the Rome yeah. collection uh, in that whole mob, the ASAP mob. 
Yeah, yeah. They have that whole Valone collection. You got yeah. that Valone? Ain't nobody else wearing that. No, it's hard. In a casual setting. Like, you have, you have ASAP Ferg pushing Puma. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and it's like, and it's like, you have ASAP Ferg, you have the whole, you have the ASAP mob pushing Puma too. And it's like, there's no way that you could look at me like five to 10 years ago and tell me, yo, go buy these Puma shoes. Like, it wouldn't happen. No, no, right. right. Even with Calvin Klein, they did a collab with them. And you notice that a lot of us now know a lot more about high fashion because of Kanye, because of yeah. ASAP, Rocky. It's true. When we were Rocky, kids, we are not yeah. talking about Balenciaga. We didn't yeah. even know how yeah, to yeah, spell yeah. that. You didn't, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Even if you look at the Canadian market, it's like, you know, everybody has a salt and pepper <laughs> tracksuit. But everyone had the OBO drink <laughs> collab with Roots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, not everybody true. has the Roots and OBO collab. You want that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to be different from everyone else while still enjoying the feature from your, your favorite artist or influencer of your liking. Right? No, it's true. And it, like, it all comes full circle because... Like with social media being as big as it is, yeah. they can push anything they want out on their content. Like you could have an artist that's huge, like Drake has what? Like I don't know, millions of followers. Yeah. Right. And he goes plus. and yeah, 30, 30 million plus, plus something yeah. like that. And then he goes and does a collab with Jordan. Right. He could push that on his Instagram and millions of people will see it. It's yeah. not word of mouth anymore. It's yeah. not like, oh, what shoes go, are those? You like, have to go on like sneaker news and, and you know, look at, like he could post it and I could literally read the comments and find out exactly what shoe it is. Cause some, somebody is going to be like, yo, what shoe is this? Yeah. And then yeah. somebody's going to reply and be like, oh, these are these. Yeah. And then I could just go look it up and find it out. And speaking of which, this all has to do with business. I know some people thought that we veered off, but if you look at it now, you see a lot of young guys coming up. Even at one point, we were about we were about to make our own clothing line, but it didn't don't work worry, out. don't worry. It could come back. It can come. make a comeback. We had, it's just we had some designs. We had yeah, some yeah, designs. We still have them. We still have them set up. That was a pretty nice design. Those still. Yeah, as long as you it, see the way they set it up in business now. It's always going to be who, what, where, when, why. Like yeah. you said in that comment section, you're going to be like, wait, who? Like you're hearing all over the internet, uh, da 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 just launch some shoes with Jordan. And that's all you hear. Yeah. Someone, artists or whatever, launch shoes with Jordan. Who, what, where? When, well, when are they yeah. coming out? Yeah. When you know what I mean? Like, what are they coming out? That's where? True. Where can I get them? Yeah. Right? So it's, it's a form of marketing that leads the customer into doing a, a deep dive and where themselves and get the product. It's basically it's on. basically the brand letting the consumers do the marketing for them. Right. It's basically what it is. That's what it's become. They don't have to go spend, you know, whatever amount of money they would usually oh, spend on billboards. Like you don't see that. You know what I mean? Like Anymore. big clothing there's brands, there's not their account not, is free. Yeah. It's a free account. It's literally a free, like they don't go post billboards. They don't have to spend money. Like if a, like you were saying before, if a new Yeezy is about to get released, you don't see like billboards of like, oh, the next Yeezy shoe. You don't see any you of don't that see. Stuff. It's all online. It's I think all he online. said yeah. himself that Yeezy is probably the number one shoe brand or brand, clothing brand that's searched on Google. It probably is. I wouldn't doubt that either. And he doesn't even have an account for himself. It's other people... It's marketing genius is what it is. Let's be real. Like say what you want about Kanye. I think he's a he's a really interesting businessman. Same with Jay-Z and all those guys. But continuing on, sneakers. Now, me personally, you guys know I sell sneakers sometimes, but I'm not 
a reseller per se. I feel it's yeah, because your feet are huge. Exactly. <laughs> but I'd have to buy it from like the smaller sizes, uh, sell bigger. Let me just sell more. Just for like a prequel to this, when we were younger, Darius used to get his shoes so cheap because he used to wear what? What size do you wear now? Oh, yo, I'm 13. Bro. Yeah, he's 13. Back when we were like younger, I used to wear like a crisp size nine. He was like a size twelve to thirteen, and yeah. he would just get his shoes mad cheap because exactly. they were always oversell. Yeah, exactly, bro. I couldn't get any sneakers, dog. Um, wait, the hot ones because they didn't really keep that much in stock. When Hyper Dunks, when we used to ball, that was nah, a shoe. Not that much, shoe, bro. Still is a shoe. Hyper Dunks. You're a sneaker collector. Hyper shoes always will have value. Value, yeah. And that's for that community, and that's yeah. what's so great about you know, shoes and, and all that stuff, clothing and all that stuff. I'll never run out of style because there's always going to be someone collecting them. That's collecting true. it and bringing it back. That's true. So a lot of things when it comes to sneaker industry, if you guys are interested, I think you should take a course to teach you how to get it from online. Because like we said, if you go to camp out, especially in Toronto, there's not too many. And you only have to deal with raffles. And those are basically by chance. And Nike sneakers will get L's all day long. Bro. They'll you, listen, man. You will just get I don't, People in Toronto have time. Bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> people in Toronto have I like. I don't know if like you have listeners. Obviously, we have listeners in Toronto. But like for listeners that don't live here, yeah. holy man. Like They'll release something and there will be a line for blocks. Blocks midday, two o'clock when people should be at work. work There's yeah. lines, man, and I don't understand. You make even for Chick Fil A. I'm oh, like, yeah. dog, you got to line up for chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. Listen, when Chick Fil A opened, I saw a video of that line, and I was like, listen, that line was like literally probably like three, four blocks long, like for a restaurant. How does so I created a marketing thing? Historically, what are they known for? Good chicken sandwiches. Yeah. You build that platform for yourself, there's no doubt. Anywhere mm-hmm. you go, there's going to be an item for your thing. Even Popeyes. Popeyes, yeah. Bringing back that chicken sandwich. sandwich. Next They're door. smart. They took it away. So that people realize. Wow, it was at the peak of the, what, what? At the peak. They took it away because they knew, you know what? They made so much money off of it already. More than they probably even expected to make yeah. off of it. Took it away at the peak. And decided, you know, to bring it relaunch back. it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, they better bring so that to Canada, There's a lot of Canada, people man. that talked about how good it was, yeah. thinking it was never going to come back. Yeah. Comes back now. People who haven't even got the chance to try it, and people who loved it are still going to go back, back and buy what you can say. Popeyes, if you're listening to this, bring, bring that, that to Canada. Canada bro. Bring that to you guys Canada. guys are playing yeah. around with me. Stop. Listen, I promise you, Popeyes, if you bring that chicken sandwich to Canada... Your Durham region sales are going to be crazy. I'll go three times a day, bro. <laughs> Someone was like, what are you guys wearing to the launch of the chicken sandwich? I'm like, bro, are you guys, are you guys serious? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, and, it, and it's launch. facts because a lot of, I don't know, because I've been reading a lot, a lot about the restaurant industry and what they do is when they're trying to launch because they have a lot of investors or angel investors that go into these up-and-coming um, restaurants or high-end restaurants or mid-grade restaurants. And what they'll do is they'll make a test party. And then whoever's in the test party, they'll ask them to stay. 
and then they'll ask them to line up outside so that when people are passing and they ask you, what's the lineup for? What is this new restaurant? And then they're like, oh, it's really good. I tried it, everything. That's smart. And then they'll line up, <laughs> that's too. Smart, yeah. And then yeah, people will funnel in. Yo, listen, I have a story. <laughs> and it's going to sound so sketchy because I was just roasting like people in Toronto for lining up. But there was one day, one, it was one of my boys' birthdays, and we didn't have a motive. It was summer, too. His birthday's in July. And we looked at our phones. We were just chilling. He lived, he lived across the street from me. And he's like, yo, Krispy Kreme gives away a free donut uh, on, on your birthday. Yeah. So we were like, yo, that's a flex. So, you know, we didn't have a motive. It was a Saturday. Hopped in the car. We started driving. All right? He's, I'm driving. And while he's on his phone, he's like, oh, shoot. Yo, today's Krispy Kreme's day. That if you buy a dozen, you get a dozen free. So we're like, bless. Like, we're already on our way there. Yo, we pull up. When I tell you this line stretched all the way around the restaurant down the street, not including the drive-thru that was, like, full in the parking lot, we got there, and they were like, for those who don't know, the Krispy Kreme's in Mississauga, so that's, like, what, a solid 45-minute drive from here, close to an hour with traffic, probably more. We get there, and we're like, we're already here, like, we gotta wait now, so we get in the line. A guy walks out of the Krispy Kreme with, like, four or five boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts, and he was like, holy, I was in this line for three hours. And yeah. me and him looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, like, are we really going to wait three hours right now? Yeah. But it was, it's, it was, was worth it, it though. Was worth it. it was they so up, worth it though. They live up to their name. You know, all my life, I mean, bro, Krispy Kreme has the best donuts. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, Krispy nice. Kreme has the best donuts. You know what I'm saying? Krispy Kreme this, Krispy Kreme that. And then, you know what, we were like, whatever, you know, let me take the drive out to go there, take the time and wait in line and see what this is about. You know, anticipation is a huge part of marketing as well. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's anticipating for something to be so great. You go in, you try the donut, and you're like, man, you know, that was worth it. You know what I'm saying? That was worth it. Was oh, true. man. And you walk out with two boxes. Yo, yeah. that's true. And I'm not even going to lie. Now it's a staple. Every time I'm in Saga, I have to go to Krispy Kreme. Like, they gained a customer just based off of that. They have have their clientele. It's really smart, man. It's really smart. Because even I was reading this article the other day about this one guy who started a restaurant, but it wasn't even a real restaurant. It was a fake one. And what he did is he, he got people to make good reviews on Yelp for him. Yo, Yelp is And then it Yelp kept boosting him up, boosting up. And people are like, yo, I have to try it out. The restaurant is in this man's shack. He's not a certified chef. And people are still paying top dollar to eat food that is just frozen food. And because it's high end, high end? Yeah. It's, oh, it tastes good. The man said it was frozen lasagna, bro, from the store. No, but yeah. it's true. And, yeah, and you see what I mean? It's, it's all about, no, it's true. Because like, I feel like, and, and okay, this is gonna sound, this is gonna be be the exact same as like this Popeyes chicken sandwich. Like if this thing comes to Canada and I try it, I feel like I'm gonna think it's better than it, it is, is just because of the hype uh, that was like mind surrounding games, mind games. Yeah, yeah, that's all pretty so much the marketing is, is eh? mind games. And before we take a break, I just want to make this one thing. A lot of us sitting here right now. Listening to this, if you're listening to it at home, a lot of us at least have an Apple product, okay? Apple, because one of my boys works there, and he explained to me how their system works. Can you, they're good as we say they are, but listen to this. They're genius. They're genius. But when's the last time you've seen an Apple product go on sale? 
on their website. They don't go on sale, bro. They all they do is when they make a new product, they cut the price, and that's their set price now. There's, they don't have deals they on don't Apple. Have sales. Yeah, no, they don't have sales. Like they don't have like oh yeah, twenty to thirty percent off. And they you don't do still that. buy their product. Doesn't matter what. No, that's true. It's it's mad true. It's, it's demand true. as well, right? Demand is a product. There's such high demand. You're gonna always have people that want to buy it, no matter what the price is. Yeah, like it's actually ridiculous. So we're gonna take a quick break. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this because I'm enjoying this episode right now. I'm learning a lot. So we'll be right back with the Swap Experience with DD featuring Shane and Josh. All right, guys, we're still here. We're still in the house. We're talking about business now. And one of the things that I think is interesting is the dichotomy of credit card and credit card usage a lot of people in the world today some some business people that i follow uh dave ramsey and gary v not really too fond of credit cards but then you have other people who would that i follow um i think well i feel like gary v is not fond of credit cards just because he's rich (laughs) no but he said no but he said no but he said when he growing up he never never had had one one. yeah yeah Yeah, but he's rich so (laughs) Yeah. Some yeah. people will say you don't need it at all. Some people would rather just use debit. No, nah, there's some people same. who just use straight debit. Eh? Yeah, yeah, there's some people that don't use like there's some people that have money that don't use yeah, credit, cards credit cards at, cards at, all. at like, all. I mean, yeah, it depends on your personality. Well, I was reading this um post from one of the uh, business people I follow, a CEO of Jumping Jack Tax, um, Prince Donald, and he was talking about how one of for himself that he got a credit loan because he didn't have any assets. He didn't have really that much money in the in the bank, but because he had a reasonable um, profiting business, he was able to get a credit loan from the bank and he kept putting it in and he was making, and now he's close to, I think he's a millionaire right now and he's working towards the billions and the, and the man's 25 years old. So, and he also said that a couple of his friends did the same thing because they started a sneaker consignment shop. For those who don't know, it's just when you sell or sell resell like valuable sneakers, like the yeah. Yeezys, Travis Scott, like go, like kind of like the Goat app. Like yeah, but in a in, in a, a brick and mortar start, shop. Yeah, and they were able to get it because of their credit, not because they had a lot of money to invest. So it's one of the ways. It's more or less, I would say, with credit, if you're going to use it. It's kind of a good debt if you use it for business only. Okay, and see, that's a that's a good point. Is that there's a difference between like personal credit and like business credit? Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like personal credit, like we're talking about this just off air right now. I don't have a credit card. Yeah, and it's not because I don't build my credit because I build my credit in other ways. Yeah, but it's because I know myself, and I don't want to put myself in that situation where. Like if you get, I know I look, I know myself, and I'll be honest. If you give me a credit card right now at like five grand, <laughs> I'll just tap everything. Like yeah. I'll tap everything. So I don't even want to put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. However, there's other ways to be able to build your credit, right? Like you know, you could do payments on things. You know, there's uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Refresh Financial. No, it's actually a very good company. What they do is you literally just basically pay them monthly. 
and they take that amount of money, they take a portion of a fee, whether you sign up for a year, two years, whatever it is, and they report that to the credit bureau mm -hmm. as like actual oh, wow. payments. And then at the end of that year or whatever, two years, they take maybe a little portion of whatever amount you paid, and then they just give you back the rest. So for example, if you invest, let's say 2000 to them, yeah. they'll take maybe 200. I think it's like something like 10%. Oh. But that, at the end of that two years, they give you back 1800. And now your credit has already been built because you have been paying that monthly. And they've been reporting that to the credit. To oh, the credit bureau well. It is. It's a great yeah. alternative. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. But a lot of people also think that it's just a thing to use if you have broken credit. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is a uh, thing that I think everybody should be doing. Like, I'll, it's definitely, like, I'll definitely check that out for sure. And check that out. No. <laughs> yeah, Josh is, Josh is literally like right typing now. it down in his phone right now. That's what I'm saying. No, but it's it's like it's a really good like it's a smart idea to build credit. You know what I mean? Because that way you can get other things. Uh, what he said in the tweet was, "Good debt is when you get a loan to use up for a business. For example, five hundred dollars per month, and then you're making three thousand dollars in revenue so that means you're getting, getting twenty five hundred spending exactly so you're all so you're getting twenty five in revenue now because you all you have to do is pay back the five hundred the right. bad credit is when you're just buying stuff buying yeah. stuff and paying that back with your personal you know money that you're making maybe elsewhere you know yeah. what I mean um no 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 and, and and that's true like good credit and bad credit there is there is definitely a difference. Yeah. Like there's definitely a difference. Yeah, definitely guys check it out. I wouldn't prompt you guys to just go willy-nilly and buy a credit card just because it works for some people. You just have to, like we said, we have to be disciplined with it. If you know that you like to spend money on certain things, then you probably shouldn't. And the thing is, you gotta be honest with yourself too, because you're always gonna you're always gonna hear. Oh, you got to be responsible when you have a credit card. You got to be responsible, all this, all that. And then, like, in my head, it's like, oh, like, nah, nah, like, I could do it. Like, what do you mean? Like, I could be responsible. But then you go get the credit card and then you go spend it either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, the bank. Yo, I've gone in to, to the bank and they've literally tried to, like, push a credit card on me. Like, oh, yeah. you can get this. You know, you have, like, a $1,000 limit, you know, $1,500 yeah, But you have to limit. stand up to And you have to say, be honest, man. Be honest. Like, no, no. Like, I'm good. Like, because I know myself and I'm like, look, there's some people that can do it. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I did it because I know that I don't really spend money too much. And also to the fact that the type, it depends on the type of credit card you get. The one that I have is a platinum travel card. So basically when I spend and I pay it back on time, I accumulate points. And with those points, I can use towards traveling because I know traveling can be expensive. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Traveling and it helps my credit score as well. So it's killing two birds with one stone. So I'd say if you know you, you spend money like crazy, like, What's the term Jamaican say? Like your your pocket, there's a hole burning in your there's pocket. There's a hole burning. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those men, don't get one. Dad. <laughs> Interest rates, bro. Like, yeah, it's you just gotta seriously do some research before you just go ahead and, and get a credit. Yeah, I know that's true. Spend money thinking you know I have a couple months or a few. Because interest nah, interest nah. is a real thing, man. Real interest thing. is a real thing. You go like, buy something for let's say two three hundred bucks. You know, you don't pay it before your grace period. Next thing you know, it's like five, six hundred dollars. You're like, well, spend and live within your means. 
Live within mm-hmm. your means, man. That's um, good words. So continuing on, we're talking about general investing now. Now, we are not financial <laughs> advisors, gurus. <laughs> gurus. We're just a couple of young kids that are learning as you are learning. And I guarantee if we do this episode 10 years from, from now. As Which we will. I think we'll be. In the 20s, we'll in the 2020s, if you can believe that. That's actually It's insane. supposed to be 2020 next year. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Bro, bro, remember man thought that God was coming back before 2010 or like 2012? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Was, I remember when there was a guy that thought God was coming back in 2012. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, had the whole so bus fake. and everything. And he was like, yeah, I was looking at my watch and like, yo, where's this guy? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he's late. He's late. Anyways, but um, I think this is a good idea. But for the 2020s, for those who are our age or even older or even younger, I think you should plan the next decade. That's what I'm going to do within the next couple of months. Aside from school, I'm going to plan what I want to accomplish in the next 10 years. Because I think a lot of people, we have a misconception. We plan stuff within a year. But you can do more within 10 years than you can with one. That's true. So I'd say definitely do that. So Shane, what are some of the ways that you invest your money? Uh, So one of the ways that I invest my money is personally in myself and my own business. Okay. All right. So obviously I have school, I have a job and then I have, uh, I wouldn't say it's a hobby, but my own, my own company, which I consider myself, you know, to be a hobby because I actually enjoy doing it. All right. So obviously, you know, school is whatever it is. I'm not going to uh, tell you guys the secret uh, to that and how it accompanies with my business. But what I do is I take the money that I get from work. Obviously, I'll split that up, right? Like I'll have, you know, whatever I would need to use for transportation to get to school, to get to work, use that. And then I have actually a little bit put into a a tax-free savings account, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And then I actually have the rest of that going towards uh, my personal business. And then what we actually do is every single time that we do a project for a client, we'll invest a little bit into it and then we'll take that money and we'll buy a new piece of equipment every single time. All right. And then eventually you'll get to the point now where you're getting kind of two streams of income. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll be getting the amount of income that I get from my job, which is where my, whatever my regular hourly rate is. And then I'll also get income uh, from how much I get from the client that I work for in terms of my video production. So it's kind of two streams of revenue Mm-hmm. Um, when I just started off with my partner, we weren't necessarily pocketing money because we would use that to buy, you know, the more expensive pieces of equipment. But now things are starting to turn around a little bit more where we can now start to look into things like studios and, yeah. uh, you know, hiring people to work for us. We have somebody right now that's actually going to be handling our social media for us. Yeah. All right. And the good thing is if you start early enough, if you start when you're in school, you can use other students to your advantage because they're looking for opportunities as well. We are, we literally shot, I would say we would shot, we shot a music video. I would say maybe a few ish weeks ago, three to four weeks ago. And what we did was we actually had um, students actually help us out with the shooting and they were allowed to use that video as something on their demo reel. Okay, awesome. Right? So this way we don't have to go spend money yeah. to go, you know, pull in people who can do the videography and stuff like that. And this way we can actually focus more on, 
you know, the precise things, you know, the little details that we need to work on as well. Um, but this way it kind of helps us so that that way we get the revenue in and we didn't really spend any money mm-hmm. to, and we still did less work. Okay. So Josh, what are some of the ways you would invest your money or reinvest your cash? Um, just in yourself, right? You always want to set miniature goals for yourself on whether it's things you want to buy and consider how it can help you long-term. What you want to do is say, if you need a piece of equipment, like Shane said, maybe you want to buy that equipment now and ensure that you're going to be using it later. You don't want to buy all the equipment all at once because, you know, that's what it costs you a lot of money, right? Oh, no. Like, yeah, sure. like, it costs yeah. you a lot of money. So you want to get piece by piece and set those mini financial goals for yourself. And in the long run, once you have all those tools and equipment, you can go out and do your work as you, to your liking, right? So little investments to yourself is all – investing into yourself is never a wrong move. Mm-hmm. Always a right so You always want to do that for yourself. And right. you got to be smart with it too. Like you got to make sure that whenever you buy something, if it's, uh, it doesn't even necessarily need to be equipment, you know, just if you're going to buy something that's supposed to help you in your personal business or whatever it is, look at it in terms of the future. So before you buy that thing or before you buy whatever it is that you're going to, will this make me money in the long term? Right. Like, am I going to spend money on this now and not get any revenue back from it? Or am I going to buy this now and get revenue back from it? Because the very, very first thing that we bought um, was a Ronin M, mm-hmm. right? It's basically a camera stabilizer, right? That ran us close to $1,000. Yeah. We've already made uh, over $2,000 yeah. in revenue just mm-hmm. based off of just buying that yeah. off of one project, right? So you Makes always sense. have to think long-term in long-term. terms of, in terms Even of what you Even when buy. you're buying stuff for pleasure, right? <laughs> Like I bought an Apple Watch, didn't think I was gonna really. I didn't. I was on the fence. Look, man, I told you to get that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Apple watches are nice. Yeah, but it actually is. It's good. It's good though. For me, what I choose to invest in is obviously equipment for the show. Um, I'm looking at different um ways that I can um edit. So I'm investing in my skill sets and whatnot. I'm also trying to. Like when I would buy sneakers a lot, I would buy sneakers knowing that I could resell it for more. So one, I think it was one time I bought a pair of sneakers that are like 130 and then I ended up selling it for like 225 USD. So I ended up making like close to $150 back from just buying, just all I have to do is wake up early and buy sneakers. That's pretty much it. And you have to be smart though. Don't just buy random sneakers and thinking that you're going to resell it. Buy something that you know people want, or wasting your time. Exactly, you'll be wasting time. Yeah, you don't. You know, sometimes people look at things and be like, you know, well, that PC is what three fifty opposed to the fifteen hundred dollar MacBook Air. You know what I'm saying? But that MacBook Air may have softwares that you need, so you're cutting down time in terms of your work. Yeah. You can cut down time in terms of your work. You're saving money. Exactly. Time is money. No, that's very true. So I just, I did, I did that for a bit. Sometimes I do sell that. What I looked into now is trading cards. This guy's been watching a lot of Gary Vee. Trading cards. <laughs> trust me. I have, I just bought a pack of MLB cards and I have some good rookies in there. I have, I think I have a rookie 
Bryce Harper card. So yeah, yeah that'll go for a nice. That'll go for a nice penny. I saw, and and you know what? I saw it's okay. Honestly, Gary Vee is somebody who like I pay attention to a lot because he he has a lot of hidden gems. Yeah. Okay. And something that he definitely taught me, I don't know if I really want to say that, but something that I definitely saw in his profile was that a lot of people don't want to put the work in because it's it. not hard to like resell something and yeah. gain profit. Like it's really not hard. There's a bunch of clothes that you have that you're not wearing that you can resell. It's true. It's very true. When I went thrifting the other day, I picked up some nice pieces knowing that after I get my wear out of it, is low. So it's basically what they call in the stock world is called, I think it's called buying bear selling bull. So basically you buy low and then you sell high. So with the sneakers, if you're going to pay more upfront. So on average, if you, the more sneakers that you get, for example, for the fear of God's Travis Scott's and the Yeezys, you're going to pay more upfront. So you're going to pay like three bills, four bills upfront, but you can flip it get close to a rack but it's exclusive so it's harder to grab so if you don't know the people it's going to be hard for you to grab with trading cards and with thrifting anybody you can get it from mm -hmm. anywhere it's true so like i was even watching one of his videos where he went to a garage sale, garage sale yeah. and he literally bought a box of hot wheels for like 30 bucks like an entire box of like 50 hot wheels for like 30 bucks he literally went online he literally only pulled out about 10 cars and each car was worth like $50 because yeah. they become collectible. You can put them on sale, 50 bucks a piece, literally 50 bucks a piece. He paid $30 for the entire box of them. Because people love nostalgia. Because right? people love nostalgia. And, and the thing is that like people just don't want to do the heavy lifting of having to go search and having to put it up for sale. But you can make money like that, you know, resale, like you make money like that. Yeah, and you can see it today. Like all, all of us right now, all three of us, we're all gonna get Disney Plus. Why? Because it has all of the shows that we used to watch. <laughs> we don't even care about the new stuff. We just I really care, don't. We care about the stuff that we used to watch. Listen, yeah. man, as soon as I heard it came with ESPN, I said goodbye to Netflix. I'm paying like what fifteen bucks a month right now for Netflix. You can get the same. Either around the same or. It's 13 or something yeah. like that. And you get ESPN, you get Hulu, you get HBO, you get Disney. Like, are you kidding me? No, no, no. I'll take that every day of the week. Netflix is gone. Consider the pros and cons. Yeah. Any investment that you make. How is it going to help you? Is it cutting down time and all that stuff? Because I remember doing a project with my father and we were tearing apart a kitchen. We didn't have one of the tools that we needed on that day. So what happened ended up taking us more time. We could probably use that same time that we had and went somewhere else and finished up another project. But because we didn't have that one tool that would cut down the yeah. time, yeah. It, it took away from us being able to have that flexibility to go do something else and make more cash. That's true. Time is time is sometimes your best friend, also, also sometimes your worst, your worst enemy. enemy yeah. right. Right. And we all have the same amount of time, though. Yeah, 24 hours in a day. So right. it depends on what you do with it. I think I would prompt you guys to try out content creation because there's low cost. With YouTube, obviously, you would have actually not because you can just record off of your phone. If you have like a good iPhone, you're pretty, 
you're set. Yeah, no, some phones they take yeah. literally like 4K video now at 60 frames per second. You're good. Like, yeah. you know what so I mean? So when I, I think when I get my next iPhone upgrade, I'll probably just start my own channel. People I think you should. All the time. All the time. And sometimes it looks better. It looks better. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It's yeah. true. No, it's and, and you can get the accessories like a DG, a DGI, DGI uh, adapter. adapter and the microphones from Rode, but you yeah. don't have to even do that. You can just get one from Amazon and plug it into your phone. There's too many. <laughs> there's too many things. <laughs> yeah, no, there's too like, many there's things to talk really about. Really, too many things. Now, this is one of the ones that we might get into: vending machines. So Shane, Josh, <laughs> now, talk about that. Okay, now listen. Well, listen. Um, you guys are going to be like, what vending machines? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But who sent it? Did I send it or did Darius send it? You it. Sent it? I sent it, right? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Okay? There was this guy. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't even know how I follow these people on Twitter. But I saw it on Twitter. And the guy was saying that he literally owns a vending, a vending machine company. Yeah. And with this company, he said he pulls in about $3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Literally with two vending machines. Um, and the way he was doing it was that he bought each vending machine for about $1,000 each, spent about $500 to stock that vending, to stock each vending machine. Yeah. Okay. So that's about $3,000 right there to stock each vending machine, get them up and running, like get them wherever they need to be, whatever it is. And if you are smart and you strategically put them in a good place. Yeah. You know, we were talked about hospitals, we talked about schools, you know, like things like that. Like arenas he, and Arenas and stuff like that. He said he cleared that money in a month. So the money he spent on getting those two vending machines up and running, he got that back in a month. And think about that. Now you're making $3,000 yeah. every single month. So just off of, even and now you're... And now you're... Now you're breaking more income. And then you think about this guy obviously is doing it on a much larger scale now. He has multiple, you know, locations with multiple different machines. I don't even want to know how much money he's pulling in. Like, and and you never think about stuff like that, but something that simple, just like a vending machine. Cause like, you know, if you think about working at a hospital, okay. Or like, if you think about being at a hospital where like, you know, you have family members are there, stuff like that. You know, people stay late with their family members sometimes. You know, they where do they go for food? (laughs) Vending machines. machines, Same thing with schools. And we would know this, too, because in high school, school, vending machines were popping. Like, you used to go to always always empty. They're always, always being used. Yeah, always in a high school, always being used, bro. It's, you all, about, it's dollars, all about so. convenience and proximity, right? So that's why if you notice where most vending machines are is where there's less food places. You're not going to put it in a food court. doesn't really make any sense, right? But if you put it in an area, I would say a rec center because I work at one. I see people go through there a lot, especially if you're in an area where there's a lot of kids. Kids look at they just like playing with the thing, anyways. They love the snacks, bro. They love snacks, and it's not even that expensive to refill because you can just go to Costco and get everything in bulk and then refill it yourself. That's also true because he like okay, just for example, like this guy said he's spending five hundred to get it refilled by a different company. Yeah. All right, but that's prob obviously because he has Man. like a lot of machines, so obviously he can't do the man work himself. But if you do the man work yourself, you're going to be cutting that cost of 500 to maybe 100 if you have a Costco membership. 
And now you're pulling in even more money because you have to spend less money on getting those things filled up. Yeah, definitely. So another aspect of investing, I would say, is probably in stocks. I do that sometimes. I'm not going to tell you guys which ones you should buy and which ones you should not because I'm not, like we said, we're not investors, like advisors. But I would definitely say if you guys are interested, uh, go to your local bank and talk talk to them to see how it that world works. And then if and when you get really good at it, you can do it on your own. I think Shane, you mentioned before or during the break, Wealth Simple. Yeah, uh, Wealth Simple is actually a very, very good thing that you could use to kind of get your foot in the door. Um, first of all, every bank has a advisor, right? Every bank has an advisor that you can go to. Uh, and what the, every bank usually does is they give you a practice account. All right. So they'll give you an account with money that's not real. And then you can invest in whatever you want to invest in. And then, you know, you can kind of see how it fares just to kind of practice so that you don't have any, you know, repercussions. It's not real money. All right. But what I use Wealth Simple for is I actually opened up a TFSA, it's a tax free savings account with RBC. Um, and then I actually have auto deposits set on WealthSimple so that every single time I get paid, it takes $50 out of my account, puts it into my tax-free savings account. Uh, and WealthSimple actually takes that money and they'll invest it in low bonds, stocks, things like that. So you're kind of getting a little bit of both. Uh, you get that interest rate off of your tax-free savings account with a little bit of yield from your actual stocks, bonds, things like that too. Exactly. All right. So, and it's not something where, you know, Oh, it's a big market thing. Like you're going to lose all your, it's not like that at all. You get incremental increases, maybe five to $10 a month, whatever it is, yeah. but five to $10 a month is good compared to just leaving it in a savings account in a bank. Like a bank's not going to give you five to $10 a month no, for not. having your money in there. Yeah. Right, so, so I'm, I'm going to see about it after this show is done. Um, one thing I would do is, yeah, obviously have a tax-free savings account. I have one of them. So every time I get my paycheck, I immediately discipline myself to, or not necessarily discipline myself, made it a lifestyle and a habit, a good habit, where I'll just take a certain amount of money, just put it straight in there and not touch it. You can only touch it during emergencies and emergencies only. And that's about it. And also, we, I do give my 10% because I go to church and I'm a Christian. And I pay my tithes to there. So there's many things that you guys can look into that I would recommend you guys should do. And just go back and listen to this episode. Because there's a lot of things that you may have missed that you would need to write down and try it. Because we're telling you things that we tried and it so far is working and you know things are always going to change too like i'm yeah. sure we're going to come back and talk about this again uh and obviously we'll have other things to share you know other increases in whatever we've done um you know things change as it goes along right investments change marketing changes definitely yeah man definitely guys this has been a pretty good episode josh do you have any final thoughts no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, said, no, I'm good. Great, no, honestly, guys, just invest in yourself. Yeah. All right. Invest in yourself. Best thing you save can do. Your save, save your money. <laughs> save your money. Bro. Save your money. Housing market's crazy. Just remember that. Oh, yeah. If you're save, Toronto. save, save. The more you can do that now, the better it is in the future. Future, future, man. Future. And not only just save, learn how to make money. There's so many ways to make it. You can do freelancing as well if you're a good writer. 
there's so many things. There's so many skills that you have. I think you should always, I think one of the entrepreneurs that I follow, his name is Dan Locke. And what he talks about is high income skills. So basically you have a skill that can generate a high income on the side to your actual job or whatever career that you're in. So if you're not a business person or like you don't want to be an entrepreneur and create businesses for other people or opportunities for people to make money, what you can do is get a high income skill so that, hey, you can work your way up and get a lot of money doing that, but you can also keep your career. So Shane, shout out your social medias, Josh, shout out your social medias. All right, look, uh, everybody go follow my video production page on Instagram at 24p.production and go follow my personal Instagram at ShaneH52. Josh? Uh, at Josh underscore Fender with two R's on Twitter and Fendi with five eyes on Instagram. All right, underscore Didi the Swap Kid on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, you dig? So this has been another installment of a swap experience with Didi. I got my boy Shane. I got my boy Josh. We gave you some of our wisdom. Hopefully you guys apply it because it's all about application. If we tell you to try something and it doesn't work, I highly doubt it wouldn't work. But just take your precautions. Also do your own research as well because... You want to make sure you have everything in place before you take those steps of faith. All right. So we're signing off once again. Hopefully you guys out there stay suave and just chill, just chill till the next episode.